Welcome to the Strength for the Day podcast, hosted by Pastor Dennis Fountain of Moses Lake, Washington. Each of us need encouragement and hope for everyday life, and we hope that you will find that strength with us as we study God's Word. Let's dive right in and find strength for the day. Hey, happy Wednesday, and I uh, hope you have had a good morning this morning, and hope you're on at least your second cup of coffee. There was some of you yesterday, um, I'm just going to kind of, I'm just going to kind of come out and say it, but there were some of you yesterday that I'm very concerned about. Um, there were some of you that by this time in the morning, um, you, you either A, had not had your first cup of coffee, or B, you don't even drink coffee. And so for those of you out there that that aren't drinking coffee, that you're settling for teas and different things like that, I just, I'm going to pray for you because uh, coffee in the morning is the way to go. And uh, I know Veronica is watching. She's already on her second cup. Uh, Dayetta, you're on your second cup. Good going. Hello to Dennis Fountain. Uh, Veronica, you're cutting back. You need to, no, don't. Coffee is not what we cut back on. Um, other things, the beverages that your son drinks, those are the things we cut back on, uh, but not coffee. Uh, I'm just kidding. Good to see you all this morning. Hello to Judy Fountain. Hello to Brian, and uh, glad everyone can be with us. Hello, Ed. You've had six this morning. Good night. That's a lot. Well, uh, hello, Miss Helen Honeycutt. We are praying for you, and I hope that you're feeling well. We've been been on my mind, and actually, you're on my phone call list today, so I might be calling you in a little bit. Carlos, you're having a cup of coffee. Good job. Mom, yuck coffee. That's... Uh, there's there's just too much to say with that. So anyway, well, um, I'm looking forward to uh, to our time in the Word of God today. Hello, Troy. Glad you could join us. Hello, Michael from Hermiston, Oregon. Glad you could be with us. Um, I want to give you just a, 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 a few quick things uh, to know about. First off, I want to say check out the new sweatshirt. Uh, that I am wearing for Moses Lake Baptist Church. Man, I am really looking forward uh, to our anniversary Sunday, our celebration Sunday in just uh, just about 10 days from today. Uh, March 7th is our anniversary Sunday, and we're going to be selling incredible merchandise like this sweatshirt. This is a blue sweatshirt. Of course, Moses Lake Baptist Church, Real People, Real Life, Real Change, established 2011. We've got t-shirts, we've got um, tumblers, keychains. There's going to be a lot that day as we just celebrate on what God has done. And um, you'll probably notice as we get there that I will progressively build in excitement uh, because I'm, I'm just super excited about uh, celebrating that day and looking forward to it. And then uh, today also, just before we get going, <clears throat> wanted to give uh, our church family, really, those of you that go to our church, kind of give us a couple of uh, uh, quick prayer requests and things that are on my mind to give you. Uh, the first one is for Tony Serrano. Many of you know Tony. His mom, of course, uh, she's been to our church a number of occasions, really goes to our church when she's feeling up to it. Her health has really declined. She went in the hospital just, um, uh, let's see, on, on uh, Saturday Friday or Saturday, and uh, many of you might have already know about this, but she went in the hospital, and then they're going to actually be putting her into a, uh, 
um, assisted living home for a couple of weeks to kind of help her get better. Uh, but Tony asked that we'd pray for that. So I want to pray for that. Secondly, many of you know Hank Buckman comes to our church. Um, Hank has been in the hospital for a number of weeks, and uh, Hank is is finally kind of coming out of that comatose state and a little more aware and communicative. And so I want to encourage you, uh, be praying for Hank. And then the last thing I want to make mention of, and I'll probably mention this at the end as well, uh, but Robert and Beth. Of course, Robert and Beth been on staff here for almost eight years. Uh, Beth's grandfather, uh, this is Jim Lee's dad, uh, just uh, passed away yesterday. And so let's be in prayer for uh, the Lee family and the Elliott family and everything that's taking place there. And maybe if you have them on Facebook, just send them a message. Let them know you're praying for them. Uh, maybe don't call right now, but just let them know that you're praying for them, that they're on your mind. And I think that'd be a help. Well, welcome to Strength for the Day. And I don't know about you, but I've been enjoying our journey. I've been enjoying the study. I've been enjoying um, the reminders of all of these things that we're going through. And I'm really looking forward to today's study. Uh, today, there's, there's not necessarily this great big challenge that we're going to receive. Um, it's really just kind of a reminder this morning of something that I think uh, is beneficial for all of us to think about continuously. We're in a study in the book of Ruth, and of course, uh, the book of Ruth taking place during the time of the judges, it would cover a span of probably about 10 to 15 years or so, uh, the book of Ruth, and we've already been through mostly the first chapter. If you recall, uh, the book of Ruth, based upon, there's, there's some kind of some key characters. Uh, the very first character that we're introduced to is Elimelech. Elimelech, a man of Bethlehem, Judah, a man of the uh, people of Israel, and he and his wife, Naomi, they, with their two sons, Malon and Kilion, uh, they leave Bethlehem, Judah during a time of famine. They make a decision during a discouraging time. And of course, as they move, they move into Moab. Uh, they leave the, it would really be their, them leaving the presence of God, leaving the tabernacle and the place that God had placed them and uh, leaving that area and going into Moab, making this decision that would affect uh, really generations to come. Um, of course, it would negatively affect Elimelech, Malon, and Kilion right away, of course, because all three of them, all three of them pass away in they, they die in Moab. And there's Naomi left alone with her two daughters, daughters-in-law, uh, Ruth and Orpah. And of course, that first day, we were encouraged on Monday, just the idea of choose wisely. The first day in our study in Ruth, our decisions don't just affect us. And uh, remember that statement, we're free to make choices, but we're never free from the choices we make. Consequences are good and bad. And so we want to be encouraged to choose wisely each and every day, seeking uh, God's decisions for us as we go through the day. And then yesterday, Tuesday, yesterday, we got into that second study. And that second study, as we got in uh, to the second part of Ruth chapter number one, really verse six down through verse number 18, we saw that Naomi, she kind of comes to her senses and decides, you know what, I'm going to go back to the place of Bethlehem, Judah. And she tells Orpah and Ruth, uh, you, go, you go home to your families. I don't have any more sons for you to marry, uh, so go home to your families. And of course, Orpah, she, she chose to go home. And she chose, we, we kind of said, she chose comfort. She chose to go back to that which she knew. But Ruth, I love Ruth. Verse number 18 of Ruth chapter number one, it says that she was had, had her mind steadfastly set upon going after Naomi. 
and uh, Ruth pursuing Naomi and the God of Naomi. Remember what she said to her? Uh, I want to go. Your home's going to be my home and your people, my people. And where you die, I'll die. Where you live, I'll live. And I want your God to be my God. Man, what a statement. What a statement from Ruth to say, I choose your God. And yesterday we were challenged just in the idea of every one of us We are pursuing something. We are committed to something. She was steadfastly committed. She pursued and wanted the God of Naomi. And we were challenged yesterday uh, with being committed to wanting the God of Naomi, being committed uh, to pursuing after God. Well, today we're coming, we're going to wrap up chapter one and actually read the very first verse of chapter number two as we get into our study. And really, Uh, If if I were to summarize what today's study is about, it's just about God's amazing grace. Man, God's grace is so awesome, how God gives us so much that we do not deserve. And I think we're going to see that in the life of Naomi this morning and in the life of Ruth in the days to come. And so let's look, Ruth chapter number one and beginning in verse number 18. We stopped at 18 yesterday. We're going to pick right up there today. It says, when she, Naomi, saw that she, Ruth, was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. So remember Naomi convincing Ruth, go back, and Naomi discovers, man, Ruth is set on this. I'll leave it alone. She's going with me. Verse 19. So they too went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass, when they were come to Bethlehem, that all the city was moved about them. And they said, is this Naomi? Man, all the city was moved about them. You know what this helps me see? Man, as Naomi comes back into town, this is just a side thought I want to give to you. As Naomi came back into town, people were excited that she was back. People were excited that she was home again. And all the city, it says, was moved about them. People noticed the return of Naomi. And and who's this that's with her? You know, when I look at that, knowing that they were excited to have her back, I wonder if Naomi had a little bit of apprehension um, to, to go back into Bethlehem, Judah. You know, think about it. Maybe Naomi thought, man, what are people going to think? What are people going to think? I left 10 years ago and I had a husband and two sons and now I'm coming back empty-handed. What are people going to think? I, I wonder if maybe Naomi had a little bit of apprehension saying, well... Maybe I won't go back to Bethlehem, Judah. Maybe I won't go back to where I know God wants me to go. And the side thought is sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes we think that, that people are thinking the worst about us when usually it, it could be that they're not even thinking about us. They're just happy to see us. Uh, sometimes we can let what other people, what we think other people are thinking about us, we can let that distract us or deter us from making the decisions that the Lord wants us to make. And I'm thankful Naomi didn't do that. I'm thankful Naomi didn't think, ah, they don't want to see me again. And so uh, I'm not going to go home. No, instead, Naomi, she, she made her way home. And when she got there, she discovered, man, the people were moved about them. They were excited to see them. Notice verse number, verse number 20. And she said unto them, and call me not Naomi, but call me Mara, the word Mara, call me bitter, bitterness. For the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. 
Why call then, or why call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me and the Almighty hath afflicted me? In these verses, here we are again at Naomi saying, man, look at what God did. Now, I want to be careful, and I mentioned this yesterday very briefly, um, but we need to understand a very quick thought about this, and that's this truth that we know that God allowed these things to take place in her life. God allowed these circumstances and these consequences and this situation to happen in her life. Um, But sometimes it would be good for us to understand that, well, in Naomi's life, in Naomi's life, really she's in the situation she's in because of the result of some decisions that were made. And and again, I want to be careful with this, but all too often we like to just blame everything on God. We like to say, well, look look at what God did. Be- because he is all-knowing and because he is all-powerful and because he, he foresees the future and understands what's coming, we like to blame our decisions on him and say, well, see, uh, if God was really looking out for me, then God would have stopped me from making that decision. God would have said no. And, and because of that, look at what God did to me. And here's Naomi. She says, man, God hath dealt very bitterly with me. Look, I went out and and God brought me back empty. And when you look at this, I really think that Naomi's perspective towards God is a little bit sometimes like you and I get saying, God, this is your fault. God, this is your fault. And and again, I'm not trying to cast judgment on Naomi because you and I, we, we do it too. We make a poor decision and then we blame God for our poor decision. The fact of the matter is, sometimes we need to accept some personal responsibility, learn, and then move forward. Accept that personal responsibility, learn, and and then move forward. But we're going to come back to this verse, because I see a great truth in this verse. But look at verse number 22. It says, so Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. Here we read that they're back. Naomi is back where the Lord wants her, and uh, she brought Ruth along. Man, what an exciting journey now for Ruth. But I love verse number 21 because there is a statement that Naomi makes that I believe is just filled with, uh, with a grace perspective. When she says this, the Lord hath brought me home again. Now, even though she said, man, I've come home empty, she was recognizing God is leading this in this decision. The Lord hath brought me home. You know what I see in that statement? I see grace. Man, I see grace in that statement. One man said this. He said, grace is the good pleasure of God that inclines him to bestow benefits upon the undeserving. Man, grace is God's unmerited favor. Grace is that undeserved working of God in our life. And aren't you thankful for God's grace? Man, Naomi, God could have left her in Moab. God could have said, Naomi, Elimelech, I'm totally done with you. And I'm done with your family. But instead, God, in his grace, he brought her back into the land. And I would tell you, I really believe that that is a key theme through the time of the judges. It was God's grace. Man, the people of Israel, we preached a series at church, um, I think it was 2019 maybe in, our, in Moses Lake Baptist, that uh, the, the time of the judges was a time of grace. Man, you look at what took place. The people of Israel, they left God and God would bring a judge in to not only help 
kind of steer them back towards him, but then uh, deliver them from the enemies that were in the land that they had left there. You can look at uh, Judges chapter 2 and uh, verse, number, verse number 16, where it says, nevertheless, God sent them judges. Man, that is God's grace. God does not give up on his people, uh, and that is his grace. And I just want you and I to understand today, man, every day we should be thankful for God's grace that pursues us, even though we make decisions and we have uh, sometimes poor decisions that we make and consequences that we have to live through, God in his grace still looks at you and I and says, I'm not done with you. Man, aren't you thankful God looked at Naomi and said, I am not done with you. I still have a plan for you. And I've got a plan for that young Moabitess woman. And uh, man, what an incredible truth. What an incredible thought. What an incredible statement she made. Man, God, the Lord hath brought me back again. And I'm thankful for God's grace that brings me back again and God's grace that pursues me when I stray in the decisions that I make. And uh, man, I'm so thankful that God's grace is in your life and in my life. And I look at even God's grace in Ruth chapter two and verse number one, Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth of the family of Elimelech and his name was Boaz. Here we're introduced to that kinsman redeemer, Boaz. And we're going to see over the course of the next few days and and really week and a half that Boaz becomes that picture of, of the Lord Jesus Christ that can reach down and take something that is seemingly destroyed and insignificant and that kinsman redeemer can reach down and and God can use that to create something beautiful. And if you know the story, you know that uh, Naomi, she left the people of God with a bad decision, but God in grace brought her back in. And when she came back, she brought Ruth with her. And Ruth and Boaz, they're in the lineage of Jesus Christ, the lineage of Jesus Christ. Man, they, Ruth is, is uh, uh, in the lineage of David. And King David is part of of Ruth and Boaz's descendants. What an incredible story of grace. And so this afternoon, this morning or afternoon, whenever you're going to watch this or listen to it, I just want to say, aren't you thankful for God's grace? And maybe today, maybe today you and I need to stop and just say, God, thank you for grace. God, thank you for never giving up on me. God, thank you for allowing me sometimes to know the bad decisions and learn from them. But then God, thank you for always desiring to bring me back into your presence. And every day, God pours out more grace than you and I could ever know. And so this morning, really, it's not this big challenge of uh, something to do today. But I really just want to say, maybe today's a day where we just need to stop and say, God, thank you for your grace. God, thank you for having unmerited favor in my life. Thanks for not leaving me in Moab at times when I stray and times when I make wrong decisions, times when I get away from you. God, thank you for grace. Today, let's be thankful for God's amazing grace and let's make sure that as he's given that grace to us, that we allow that grace to become a great motive, a motivation to live for him. 
I hope you'll have a wonderful day. Let's remember to be praying for those we mentioned, for Tony and his mom, for Hank Buckman, and then for the Lee family, as well as uh, the Elliots, as uh, as Beth's grandfather uh, passed away just recently. Let's be praying for them. So look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning at 9.30. Have a wonderful day praising God for his grace at work in your life and in mine. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Strength for the Day. We would love to hear from you if you have any questions or comments. You can do that by emailing us at strengthforthedaypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we hope that today has been an encouragement.